Okay, uh, so this is our favourite time of the week. Well, actually, we just had Robot Wars, so yeah. maybe not. Robot Wars was exceptional. Our titular favourite time of the week. Yeah, uh, this is the newly named, don't quote me on this. Was that? Yeah. Was yeah, that the yeah. name? I think that was the name. <laughs> this is what it's called. Is it what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me on this. How appropriate. How? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I will read out a quotation from a famous film. I'm yeah. so tempted to say quote, but technically it's not a quote, it's a quotation, just thrown it out there. I'll read out a quotation from a famous film while imitating a character or person. Um, and Jordan, our resident film noob, um, <laughs> guesses the film, guesses the voice, and hopefully he gets neither and can then just base an entire film off the quotation. Uh, and then, of course, you can do the same, because, you know, we have no power to stop you. <laughs> if you want to write us in a letter of the story you made as you were following along, <laughs> please do that. We may read out the good one. This is our feeble, feeble attempt at listener interaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not going to get better than that, <laughs> so make the most of it. Draw a picture of your favourite weapons of mass discussion characters. Send them to us. But, yeah, okay. I might just dive right in. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all of this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But being this is a forty-four Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? I think I do feel pretty lucky. That was David Attenborough voicing Dirty Harry. Oh, well done. Whoa! <laughs> you need to stop picking famous one-liners that I might know, well, even if I haven't seen the film. Yeah, see, I wasn't sure if Dirty Harry was well-known enough, because I, kind of, I kind of have... I'm not going to lie, I have a few members of the test audience, uh, I say test audience, like, I, there's a few people I know listen to the podcast, and I'm kind of like, would they know this film? And then I'm almost definitely new <laughs> in a lot of cases. In fairness, my mum likes her spaghetti westerns, Okay. and I haven't watched it, but she hasn't been into this. Before. Dirty Harry's my favourite spaghetti western. <laughs> I don't know how much spaghetti is in that particular there's western. There's no spaghetti or western in that. It's a film about, like, a... Arguably morally grey cop in New York, probably New York, but I can't remember San Francisco. I don't know, but uh, yeah, like not a Western whatsoever. Oh, is it not? No, okay, no, it's it's really not. Uh, I mean, Clint Eastwood, king of the westerns, I guess, and not well, John Wayne, but although Clint Eastwood is well known for his westerns, Dirty Harry was very much not. Oh, okay. I'm obviously mixing a couple up then. But, uh, swiftly on. It's a good thing we have four, because that was, uh... Sharpish, Jordan? <laughs> well done. <laughs> I feel like I need to lean in. <laughs> lead in. I'm gonna lead in with this quotation. I know it, you riddle. You broke my heart. You broke me hard. 
<laughs> the look of shock and horror. Yeah, I just got French greeted before that. Yes, you did. For authenticity's sake. Yeah. Um, and then for that voice to, to follow. <laughs> I mean, if I was portraying the character truly, it would not be such a gentle kiss. Yeah, yeah I just imagine Arnold grabbing me by the face and thoroughly welcoming well, me. So this wasn't Arnold, and we were talking about this beforehand, because it does come off like Arnold. Yeah. So I changed the wording slightly in hopes that I could replicate the voice of the character better. Or is it... The only other one I can think of is it's supposed to be like Incredible Hulk or something. No. Because the pigeon English toward the end. You wouldn't necessarily put this voice with... It, yeah, it's not really a movie character, no. I guess. Um, you, you know, not that David Attenborough was a movie character, it's just it is a voice, and it's a voice that I struggled to do, I guess. But, uh... It, I know it, you Fredo! <laughs> you broke me hard! You broke me hard! Watching your jaw alone, <laughs> having to convulse to make that noise is wonderful. Um, he is an inspiration to the two of us. Cookie Monster? <laughs> Cookie Monster? <laughs> I love that that's... That was, that was the clue. Oh, Cookie Monster, what, what, no? Why, why is he in this emotional turmoil? <laughs> he did this to Cookie? So he just got kissed by the Cookie Monster. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, yeah, which, was, which is why I was saying that's probably too gentle, because Cookie Monster would probably <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> mistake your face for a cookie and try and eat it. Well, I feel better now that it was Cookie who did that. Um, but, and what does he say, Fredo? Fredo. Fre oh, Fredo. <laughs> and that was Fredo, so it was going to be like, you know, little frog chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which I'm going to run with, because that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, I'm going to say Cookie Monster was on a new mission um, to create the, the new and ultimate cookie. Because he he's a lot of cookies in his time. I don't know if he ever appeared in any episode of anything <laughs> without eating one. And I mean, like... It's a lot of things which are vaguely cookie-like, but aren't actually cookies. Like, that's happened a number of times, I'm pretty sure. Like, he just sees something, and he's like, Ooh, cookie! <laughs> yeah. Sit before somebody goes, No, 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 no! That's not cookie monster! That's not a cookie! You can't eat that! It's like, oh, run, run, run. <laughs> And it is long gone. Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, just go on my Facebook page and look at all the posts of his I've shared. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ditto. So, yeah, I'm going to say he's become disillusioned with his mistakes yeah. and errors and mediocre cookies that he's received. And he had originally commissioned Fredo, the chocolate frog, to sort of be the chocolate chip in his, in his new oh, cookie. When you said he commissioned Fredo, I thought Fredo here was sentient. Yeah, he is. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not... Not not him, him. He's not going to eat Fredo, but Fredo's oh, okay. chocolate, which comes from somewhere else, I guess. But yeah, he wanted Fredo chocolate to be the chips in his cookie. And, well, he broke his heart, so I'm going to guess they got quite far with this enterprise. <laughs> and Cookie, like, he raised a lot of money. He did lots of, like, bikini wax car washes. Oh, <laughs> oh I immediately regret that sentiment. <laughs> 
<laughs> just, oh, yeah, imagine that, like, your windscreen covered in soap, and then as it wipes off his big massive face there, oh, cookie. <laughs> <laughs> right in your windshield. And then he leaves the car, and, like, your car's dirtier than it started, because yeah. it's, it's just cookie crumbs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because he's eating that while he washes it, yeah. So he raised lots of money, he did, like, bagging in Tesco, <laughs> which just went horribly as soon as someone tried to buy Maryland cookies. <laughs> 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 Mysteriously empty sections in their bags after that. Like, th- this is the point in the podcast where we're not actually laughing at each other's jokes, we're just laughing at Cookie Monster and how yeah. adorably hilarious he is. And how feasible this is <laughs> as well, if he were in this situation. Um, yeah, he raised a lot of money, they got all their contractual obligations worked out, Cookie got a lawyer to do that, because he doesn't know what any of that is. Does he uh, know what a lawyer is? Probably not, but I'm going to guess one of his Sesame Street friends recommended one to him. <laughs> Maybe Big Bird. He knows the score. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bird. I'm pretty sure he is a lawyer. I was going to say, he could be. That's like, I can see him like with a briefcase. Definitely and a fedora. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Big Bird is lawyer. <clears throat> Got it all worked out. And now I'm trying to, you know, in the, the, the sort of twist three quarters of the way through this film, how it is that Fredo lets him down. Um, why would Fredo pull out? I mean, he, he's a he's a pretty C-lister chocolate bar nowadays. Let's be honest. When he back when he was five p. Back when he was cheap. Yeah, he was. What was he now? Like fifteen. It's like seventeen. 18. Yeah. Not not only is that extortionate, it's horribly awkward. Yeah. Seventeen p chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah. Like, say you've got a bit of change and you want to go into the shop and get some chocolate, you never have seventeen p. And you don't want the three P back the 3P, from yeah. you, the twenty that you're probably yes. Yeah, so that's it. So Fred, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I emphatically smacked the sofa right beside Chris's face. Um, so Fredo, uh, late into the project, suddenly gets a little bit too pretentious and hipster mm-hmm. for Cookie's idea. Just being the the chocolate chip in his cookie. Don't take that to mean anything else but the literal <laughs> meaning. Um, it just wasn't good enough for him, and he just went all artsy and 17p, and far too expensive. <laughs> and he thought he'd relaunch and brand himself, because mm-hmm. he, he was too proud to, to give that up and to collaborate with our monster. Um, and and this, is, this is it, sort of, they've raised and invested all this money, and then he just sends um, Cookie a, a letter of rejection saying that he's pulled out and Cookie like races across town can he drive? no he definitely can't drive I hope he can eat the steering wheel (laughs) yeah yeah he's driven in like the back of a taxi just howling in devastation (laughs) the whole way gets out bangs the door of Fredo's apartment in lashing rain could you imagine how soggy all that fur would be yeah just banging the door like Fredo (laughs) you broke my arm <laughs> Isn't it hard to do without sounding like Arnold Schwarzenegger? It is really hard, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's him like banging the door down in, in, in frustration. And I feel like I need to quickly give this a happy ending because I can't see Cookie like that. Basically, Cookie eats him. Oh, Ooh. that. And is satisfied. Oh, so he just comes out of the apartment with chocolate Freddo, like the literal Freddo all down his face. Ooh. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think Fredo, he looks at himself, looks at him in the mirror, and then sees his horrible price tag of 17p and just quickly flashes back to the simpler days when his features were less, like, 
cheeky and teenage like and more of just a kid frog and he, he looks at Cookie and remembers his innocence and then he opens the door and they embrace and Cookie tries not to eat him because he's made of chocolate just has a little nibble off the shoulder Ooh. a friendly nibble yeah and then they commission the greatest cookie that ever was. And then it fails anyway because Cookie Monster eats it before <laughs> development's finished. <laughs> but that's still a happy ending for Yeah, that's a, that's a great ending. So, um, I mean, like, there were thematic comparisons between it at one point. <laughs> like, when you talked about building up an empire, this is actually from uh, The Godfather Part 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Uh, so, Michael Corleone, uh, the new Godfather, after Vito, who we heard from last week. Right, okay. Um, it sounds like he skyped in or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, you know, Michael built up an empire, um, and he's built, built up this reputation and this empire as a Godfather, and Fredo, his brother, uh, betrays him. Sells oh, him out, yeah. and uh, essentially... Um, schemes with another party to have him assassinated so there's attempts on his life and um michael figures out it's fredo and this is a beautiful and tragic moment mm. in the film where um michael talks to fredo and you know it's it all comes out and then fredo goes out fishing with his son isn't that it I haven't seen the snitches, um, but he's out on the lake and he is, you know, Michael has him killed on the lake. He has his brother killed in the lake for, you know, his attempted killing of him. Um, really powerful um, few scenes uh, that way. So, yeah, I mean, pretty close. You're yeah, close. if Sesame Street did Godfather Part 2, then this would be it. Pretty much back on the money, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. Next one. <coughs> Like, yeah, of the lot this week, this is by far my favourite. You're not the job. You're not how much money you have in the bank. You're not the car you drive. You're not the contents of your wallet. You're not your effing khakis. You're all singing, all dancing, crap of the world. Ooh. Was, was, was that Elmo? <laughs> it was an attempt at Elmo. Yeah. Arguably he was better earlier, but <laughs> quite he, hard to do on the spot. He was quite, like, fever pitch hysterical <laughs> there, which sort of suited... You're not, you're not your job! Oh, <clears throat> which kind of suited what he was <laughs> saying. Um, I mean, he, I, I can only think of how hard this is for you, actually, because you're yeah. having to cope with this... Like, this voice. And also focus on what they're saying. Because yeah. all I'm imagining is him in a doily and bonnet being someone's <laughs> housewife. Like, it's screaming at his... So, well, for the sake of Elmo being a guy, I guess he's got to be a guy. Um, is it? I thought Elmo was a girl. I don't know. Is what? It? No, Elmo's a boy. Really? Yeah. What? I have no idea. Oh, goodness. I always assumed that he was a boy. Like... So many people have just shut off the podcast right now. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I thought he was a boy most of the time, but then... <laughs> but then, I don't know, I think later in life I was kind of like, is Elmo meant to be a girl? Maybe he is. She is. There are so many people who would love to pounce on that. <laughs> transgender Elmo. 
Um, no, Elmo's Elmo's boy. Okay. Yeah, but no, okay, fine. we'll we'll roll with that. Um, so he, what is it? He's not his job. He's not his car. I'm gonna try it again. You're not your job. You're not how much money you have in the bank. You're not the car you drive. You're not the contents of your wallet. You're not your effing khakis. You're all singing, all dancing crap of the world. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to say the Sesame Street show has entered very dark territory <laughs> toward the end of its life. And this is Elmo uh, talking to Big Bird and telling him off for how he's gotten as a lawyer. Actually, what I was going to say is this is when, like, sort of the cast is starting to break down. A lot of them have left just due to drug addiction <laughs> taking over. There's hardly anyone left. They're all strung out. And this is Elmo turning to, like, small children in the live audience, <laughs> trying to give them life lessons <laughs> with a massive joint in his hand. But actually, he's just, like, screaming at, yeah, someone like Big Bird. He's just venting about him, but to these petrified children. Yeah. You're not your job! <laughs> and they're like, um, Yeah, that's... I that's all I imagine. He's so he's he just sounds so aggressive and, and done. He's finished. Elmo his nerves are frazzled. Um it's like a mix of that and you know the YouTube video where you get set on fire. Look that up for any viewers who don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo Fire. Yeah. I, I think should get you to it. Where he laughs maniacally, like slapping his thighs as he burns the Chris. Yeah. So if, if this isn't destroying your childhood, then that will. So th this is a movie about, like, it's, it's, like this is a the dark days of Sesame Street, when it's gone into decline, is that what it is? Like a gritty documentary on how Elmo got into drug addiction. <laughs> yeah, and how he couldn't tell the difference between the show and reality anymore. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't distinguish them. He turns around and kills his puppeteer. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's like it's it just got very chucky in here. Um, yeah, like Big Bird is actually just a crime boss. He, he, he... <laughs> Why are all of these so feasible for Big Bird? Yeah, like he's just sitting there, you know. He because he he owns the show, obviously. So he just sits up in the like above the studio on his desk, counting his it's, mad stack. It's like the shape of him. The shape of him is quite ominous. I don't know how, but yeah. And you just imagine like yeah, someone coming in and being like. What what was Big Bird's voice? I don't know. And I think I've done enough Sesame Street <laughs> attempted impressions. Yeah, in whatever his voice was, this will be more ridiculous for those who can remember. Just being like, where's the rent money? <laughs> and some other like vaguely Sesame Street looking doll standing like, where where's my money? And then you just see from, you know... No, no not even the doll. It's the humans in Sesame Street. <laughs> oh. yeah. So you just see through the frosted glass, Big Bird, like, just banging his head off the table <laughs> and extracting him some rent money. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a pretty dim atmosphere on scene. I'm kind of struggling to think how they managed to get a live audience. Maybe these are the children who sort of, like, grew up with them but can't bring themselves to acknowledge what's happening. <laughs> these are the children who have been here for the last three years and been not allowed to leave. <laughs> Yeah, and sort of in the absence of Big Bird's leadership, because he just cares about the dollar. Um, yeah, Elmo, who's arguably the star of the show, is just cracked. Um, 
maybe this is actually for those who've uh, listened to the other segment maybe this is why Cookie Monster then went off on his own business venture <laughs> Sesame Street was failing it was going to dark dark places and <laughs> he just think he needed to stick to what he was good at <laughs> yeah that's all I got for this one I'm afraid to take it any further okay it's Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden in Fight Club I have seen Fight Club met like quite a few years ago so um this is basically I guess it's the general philosophy uh ideology of Fight Club is that you know anarchy materialism's crop I mean I agree that materialism is not the best but um probably not to the same extent where we should launch terrorism Yeah, I'm not sure that's the, the logical <laughs> next step. Yeah, yeah. Um so this is very much yeah, don't let yourself be defined mm. by who you, you know, who you are. What is it? We buy things we can't afford to please people we don't like, something like that. That's yeah. one of the quotations. You know, it's it's like uh don't live an IKEA lifestyle. Um don't define yourself by your clothes, by your possessions, everything like that. Um, you're not your money and you're not the car you drive you're not the contents of your wallet you're, you're especially not your khakis <laughs> I don't know who was defending themselves by those but you are in fact the all singing all dancing crap of the world there you go life lesson for all of us life lesson number two do not talk about Fight Club I thought that should be lesson number one <laughs> and lesson number two we don't talk about that so we just learned lesson number three? No, that's like no shirt. No shirt, no shoes. I can't remember. I don't know, it's been a that's one time. of the rules. Which I'm pretty sure is like the reverse rules of most bars. Yeah, that's what I that's what I always think. Because I always think when I go into like a fancy place, like no shirt, no shoes, no shirt. Fight club? <laughs> do I it, do I punch the waiter? <laughs> He'll know what you mean. <laughs> I punch the waiter and he just turns to me and says, Mr. Durden. Yeah, it's your thing about smacking it in the words of Mark Corrigan from Peep Show. There's no way. This is not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well done, Durden. You got what you got. You were excellent on the first one. Spot on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess the, the impressions, yeah. Your movie skills, however, left a lot to be desired. Which is the point of this! <laughs> segment so good work Jordan for being bad and thank you thanks for joining us for another episode of weapons of mass discussion we have been your gracious hosts and please do join us again you can find us on facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash wm discuss you can find us on twitter at twitter.com forward slash wm discuss on soundcloud well you get the picture and we're also on iTunes, so please do whatever you do on those websites. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Just pour your love upon us, and we will do our best to reciprocate it with our words.